This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning and welcome to the Transforming Truth radio broadcast at 12.15. Saturday night, you're tuned in to Reverend Chris Palmer and the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. And you may be tired of listening to the sports radio, following the Tigers game. You tuned into the right place. Let the Word of God lift you up after a despairing season with our Detroit Tigers. We take our hats off to them, but let's shift into the Word of God tonight and believe that Life is much more than just baseball or a baseball game or your expectations for what a team can do. So we love our Detroit Tigers and we applaud them and we cheer them on and we believe God that next year we'll do a little bit better. But tonight we want to cover the Word of God. We want to enter into something that has power to transform, power to change your life. And that's the Word of God. It says in Hebrews chapter 4 that the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It is powerful enough to divide your soul from your spirit, get to the root of the problem in your life, and bring the anointing of the Holy Spirit in on the situation that continues to dog your tracks, change and revolutionize your life. We have a lot to get through tonight. We have a guest caller calling in, a good friend of mine from Dayton, Ohio, and you don't want to miss it. Now, I'm very careful about the guests that I bring on my broadcast. I want people that are anointed. People that aren't just blowing hot air. People that are full of the healing power, the miraculous power, and, of course, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to stay tuned tonight until he gets on. And he's privileging our, us tonight to call in. But before we do that, uh, and we get to the teaching that I have for you, I want to remind you that this week, there's a lot going on, actually. Um, we will be hosting... Uh, at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan, the Believer's Journey, the first week of the Believer's Journey. Actually, these are free services, and I want you to come. It is uh, 7.30 Friday night at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. I'll be teaching, I'll be preaching, and I'll be praying and ministering healing and deliverance for anybody that wants to come. You don't have to go to the show. You don't have to go see Gravity. I already saw that movie. It's disappointing. Go come in here, the Word of God. Come here, the Spirit of God minister to you and lift you up. This Friday night, Hilton Garden Inn, Novi, Michigan, 7.30 p.m. Actually, I said 7 o'clock, 7.30 p.m. And uh, it's a free event. So come and bring your family, bring your kids, bring somebody. I'll be preaching. And uh, also, this week, Monday through Friday, I'll be broadcasting 11 p.m. to 11.30 here on 103.5 WMUZ The Light. 11 o'clock to 11.30, I'll be teaching and ministering from out of my book as well. And so I want you to turn in and call if you have prayer, if you need someone that wants to hear the Word of God. 11 to 11.30, this week and next week, Monday through Friday. And also this Wednesday, I will be on the Bob Duco Show with WMUZ's own, very own Bob Duco. And so uh, we invite you to tune in, and God bless you. And uh, let me pray tonight before we get into the Word of God. Father, I thank you and I praise you for every person listening to this broadcast. I pray that you'd give to them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, may the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. I pray, Father, that you would lift them up. I break every power and lying spirit that tries to bring fear, that tries to bring pain, 
that is hurting people, Father, and bringing torment in their lives. I pray tonight, Father, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus break through. And I pray, Father, that every person tonight experience an encounter with your presence. We thank you and we praise you for it. In the name of Jesus, there's a minister you're listening tonight. I sense by the Spirit, you're listening, you're a minister, and you're asking God for a fresh anointing. You're telling the Lord, I'm preaching your word, Father, but I'm dry, and I need your fire in my life. You're hurting, you're in pain, secret pain, and the Lord is going to meet you tonight. And He's going to minister to you comfort, He's going to minister to you grace, and in the next week you're going to find a fresh touch of His fire on your preaching, your ministry, and also in your personal life. And I speak that word over you tonight. In Jesus' name, even a difference in the way you preach in your ministry and things that cause you pain are not going to continue to cause you pain. I just sense that by the Spirit. I failed to mention, I'm live tonight, 313-838-1035 for the next 40 minutes, 313-838-1035. Call in if you need prayer, you need a touch from God. If you need me to agree with you, you have me tonight in the studio, 313-838-1035. I'd love to talk to you. Call in. And I'll agree and pray that God is able to meet your need. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to talk tonight about the power of the cross. It says, 1 Corinthians 1.17, the Apostle Paul addresses the church at Corinth that he set up. And actually, 1 Corinthians, scholars say, is actually 3 Corinthians and 4 Corinthians, because in this letter he mentions other letters that he wrote previous to 1 Corinthians. That's just a point of history for you. Paul says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, if I was preaching to you tonight, I would say someone touch a neighbor and say, cross, is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. There is tremendous power in the cross of Jesus Christ. All too often, people are getting away from preaching the cross. We preach miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank God for that. But there can be no deliverance. There can be no healing. There can be no liberty. There can be no freedom. There's no resurrection. There's no ascension. There's no baptism of the Holy Spirit unless first you meet and enter to the cross. Let's go on to see what it says here. Verse 19, for it is written, I'll destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, many times we hear this verse in verse number 21. And we say, well, look at preaching is foolishness, and God chose preaching to confound the world. But it's not necessarily the technique of preaching that's foolishness, because the Greeks would preach, and the Romans would preach. Preaching was not something that was, con that was derived by Christians. The Greek word was used in different ways back during that time to mean someone that heralded something. So it's not preaching that the Apostle Paul is referring to. It says, for the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. This was the point that 
the world considered foolish was preaching Jesus Christ crucified. And it says here, because when you preach Christ crucified, and the word Christ, notice it doesn't say Jesus. It says Christ. The word Christos actually means Messiah. It's the Hebrew word that's translated for Messiah. So he's saying we preach a Messiah that's been crucified. And a crucified Messiah has become a stumbling block for the Jews. And it is to the Greeks foolishness. And here's why. There was a great controversy going on during the time of the first century. The Apostle Paul set up this church in Corinth. The Apostle Paul set up a church, and he got word back that the church at Corinth did not want to preach the cross anymore. So the Apostle Paul said, whoa, 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 wait a second. You don't want to preach the cross. I need to write you a letter and straighten this out. And you say, well, why didn't the church want to preach the cross? Well, let me explain to you the idea of crucifixion back in the times of Jesus. In Greco-Roman civilization, which refers to the time of the Jews and transitioning into the time of the Roman Empire, crucifixion was never ever in any literature, literature ever used as a metaphor because it was so barbaric and it was so offensive and it was so appalling that anybody that took upon themselves to be a playwright or a poet or whatever they used to put out literature, never mentioned the idea of crucifixion. Many scholars have gone in and not found any type of reference to it, except for his historians. Also, there was never any evidence in the ancient Roman world for a positive or heroic interpretation of death by crucifixion. Well, what do you mean by that, Reverend Palmer? This is what I mean. That a hero's death was never a death on the cross. A hero's death never included somebody dying on or by crucifixion. You die other ways, but not by crucifixion. Because crucifixion was known and called during those times as the slave's death. It was the death of the lower class. And those people that were accused of high treason. Cicero, who was an orator at that time... We would consider him today more like a lobbyist who would stand before the Senate and he would lobby his positions. Would say He said this. This is a direct quote from him. He said, the executioner, the veiling of the hand, and the very word cross should be far removed not only from the person of a Roman citizen, but from his thoughts, from his ears, and from his eyes. Caesar... Pliny the Younger, Virgil, these are all contemporaries of Jesus. And many other writers never referenced crucifixion because they did not want to write about such a shameful thing. Though it was widespread and horrific, though many people died on the cross, okay? Though many people were put up on the cross, nobody wanted to mention it because it was so shameful. And as Greek uh, language transitioned into Latin language by 3rd century, the Latin word crux, which meant cross, which had a whole history, okay, a whole history behind it, became a taunt in the 3rd century B.C. and it's 
It's documented that the word crux was only found on the lips of prostitutes and lower class slaves. And here the Apostle Paul is talking about a crucified Messiah. He has the audacity to come along and say that the Savior of the world, God manifested in the flesh, wrapped himself upon himself the form of a servant. He took upon himself the form of a slave and he was put upon the cross of Calvary. We have Larry on the line. Larry, you're on the Transforming Truth broadcast. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Pardon? I said thank you for calling tonight, Larry. Okay. <laughs> uh, what can I do for you Satan, tonight? Satan's been Satan's been attacking me in my body. Mm-hmm. Because he don't want me to go forward. See, I I, I had a strong anointing, and I I got away from it. Mm-hmm. I drift. I've drifted away, and I want that back. Well, we're here to agree with you and believe that you can get it back. And um, Larry, I want you to pray with me, okay? I want to minister to you right now. You don't have to. Okay. Say, you don't have to say much. You don't have to explain it all, because I see your heart, and I know the Holy Spirit's going to minister to you right now. Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Larry, can you hear me? Yes. Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your grace. And that every gift that you have in, that you have put into me. And for every gift that you have put into me. You will not take that back. You will not take that back. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. I surrender to your Holy Spirit. I, I su- surrender to your Holy Spirit. I want to be used by you, Lord. I want to be used by you, Lord. I pray you fill me with a fresh anointing. As you fill me with a fresh anointing. I pray the fire of God. I pray the fire of God. Would come over my life. Will come over my life. Be upon my prayer life. And make my prayer life stronger. I pray, Father, that your fire would be a part of my ministry. Your prayer life will be part of my ministry. And I thank you for it now. And I thank you for it now. Now I'm going to pray for you, Larry. Father, I pray for my brother in the name of Jesus. I pray that your glory would come over his life. I pray that every deposit that you made in him, that you would activate it now. I pray, Father, he have visions and revelations of your word. I pray, Father, that you give unto him supernatural understanding. I pray and declare that the gifts of healing and the gifts of the Spirit will begin to operate and function in his life. Pray, Father, you'd send forth people that are full of your Spirit to begin to minister to him further. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Larry, God bless you. Thank you for calling tonight. You're more than welcome. We're talking tonight about the cross of Jesus Christ. 313-838-1035. We are live. You know, When you consider what the Apostle Paul was saying, when he came along preaching a crucified Messiah, that was very offensive to the Jews because it says in Deuteronomy chapter 21 and verse 23 that anybody that is hung upon the cross is accursed. So to consider and say that the Messiah was put upon the cross was a tremendous offense to the Jews. 
And not only that, but the Greek gods of mythology, in which became later the Roman gods of mythology with just different names, they did many things that the God of Israel did. I mean, in their mythologies. I'm not saying they existed, okay? Don't want to get any letters saying that Reverend Palmer says they existed. I'm just saying the mythologies, they healed, they wrapped themselves in human flesh, they visited this, that. Okay, you get the point. But one thing they never did was they never were crucified. And what separates Christianity from all the other religions of the world is that our Messiah took upon himself the cross and died the slave's death. And when, when the Jews heard this, they denied the Christians and said they are not a sect of Judaism. They are not part of us. They are preaching a false Messiah. They are so far removed from Judaism because in the first century, Christianity was considered part of Judaism. And they said, no, we don't believe that the Messiah has come. And we would never say that when the Messiah came that he would be put upon the cross. And that put the Christians in a category all by themselves. And they started preaching Jesus on the cross. And this was an offensive offensive message and it's exactly why the Jews or excuse me the Corinthian church wanted to get away from preaching the cross because it was offensive to people have we seen that today does this sound familiar today of things that happen the first red flag that should go up when you're listening to somebody is do they preach the cross of Jesus do they talk about the blood now, I like songs in church, but there's nothing that can beat songs about the blood. Nothing can preach uh, that, that is better than preaching about the blood of Jesus. Consider this for a second. Um, when you preach the cross of Jesus, you are preaching a very narrow-minded, a very closed-minded concept. So, people today, they don't want to talk about things that disclude people everybody's included we just include everybody in this we don't want to offend nobody we don't want to pre but when you start talking about the blood you start talking about a savior start talking about a messiah that took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man you are preaching something that is highly offensive and this is why people back down from preaching the cross and the apostle paul came along and he says no he said no 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 you see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many money, not many noble are called. And he uses that as an illustration to say in verse 27, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He's not talking about people here. The subject is still the cross. And he's saying the most foolish thing in the world, the most blatant, derogatory, offensive thing that you could think of in first century was the idea of a cross. And he said, God picked this to confound the wisdom of the wise. And he says he chose the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And God has chosen the base things of the world. Nothing was more base than a cross. And things that are despised hath God chosen. And yet things that are not to bring things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. And then he says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who is made unto his wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. And here it is, redemption. And this is why the Apostle Paul instructed the church at Corinth not to get away from the cross because without the cross, there is no redemption.
When I say the word redemption, people think religious words today. But the word back then simply meant to buy back a slave from slavery in the market. Um, but it's not necessarily talking about the buyback. What it's talking about is talking about the price that is paid to buy somebody back. So the word redemption has nothing necessarily to do with the actual purchasing. It has to do with the price that's paid to receive the purchasing. And the, listen, friend, this is so powerful. The price that was paid for you to be free and bought back from the power of sin, death, and and Satan, there was a price that was paid, and that is the cross that Jesus went on for you. You might be made the biggest mistake of your life. You might be sitting at home full of fear and depression. You may be at home ready to take your life. You may be in your feeling like you're insane, about to go out of your mind, bound and tormented. But I have to tell you, there was a price paid for you so that you could break free from that. So that you could be delivered from that. And it happened 2,000 years ago on the cross. And that was the cross of Jesus Christ. Friend, God wants to deliver you. And it begins when you start identifying the cross. And listen, there's so much power in the cross. There's so much authority in the cross that the devil wants to erase its memory from history. I'll make this statement tonight. That when God does something, Satan can't undo it. The cross that Jesus died on, it was done, it was finished, and the devil can never undo it. So instead of trying to undo it, he tries to erase it and he tries to hide it because the devil operates in darkness. And so if God can't, if he can't undo it because it would take power to do it, he doesn't have it. It would take authority to undo it, he doesn't have that. So what does he do? He tries to hide it with darkness and tries to get people to forget about it or to stop talking about it or to even deny it. And that's how he operates in the body of Christ by getting churches to get away from preaching the cross or to get people get away from the idea of Jesus tries to erase it from culture so the question tonight is what does the cross represent in your life what is the cross to you we're live tonight 313-838-1035 838-1035 we're live tonight for the next 10 minutes if you need a call in, just like our brother Larry, you want to receive prayer, call in tonight, 313-838-1035, and we will be live. 313-838-1035, we're here tonight talking about the cross of Jesus Christ, the power that's in the cross, the power that's in the blood of Jesus. I want to say this statement tonight. One of the biggest problems in the church, the issue in the Corinthian church was that the revelation of the cross in their life was becoming dim. The revelation of the cross was becoming faded. When you have a faded and dim revelation of the cross, you will stay bound in your life. You will not be free in your life. For some, the cross is a historical event. For some people, it's a religious occurrence. Others see it as a part of their culture. Some today, even in Hollywood, see it as a trend. But unless you have a revelation of the cross, is it being the very power of God that he elected to shame the world with, you will remain bound and addicted until you have a revelation of the cross. Let's go to the phones. We have Melody on the broadcast tonight. How are you, my sister? 
Um, not feeling too good today. I just want prayer that I would feel better, and not only that, that we would find a good place to live, mm-hmm. a new place to live, a two-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. with all the amenities, yeah. and also that um, our landlord that we have now would let us out of the lease gracefully so that we could live in a new area. You need a hand of God to start working in your life, Melody. Amen. I'm going to pray for you tonight. Lay your hand. Have one hand on the phone. Lay one hand on your body while I pray for you, okay? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Melody. I thank you, Father, for your power that's already starting to work in her. According to your faith, Father, let it be. I command her body in Jesus' name to be healed. I break every curse over her life right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray the devil release her finances. I pray for favor upon her life. Everything that is operating that's of the enemy, I break its power now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would bring forth prosperity in her life. I pray, Father, you bring forth peace. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that healing power would flow, that she would be filled with the Holy Ghost, that she'd be filled with your power tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, give her a favor. We pray for every debt to be canceled, every sickness to be healed. I pray, Father, for her family, for her kids, Father, that, Father, you'd work this family situation out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Melody, thank, Amen. You, thank you for calling. Thank you. We have Corey from Detroit. God bless you, Corey. How are you? Can you hear me? Hi, I can hear you. Okay, what can we do for you tonight? Um, awesome. Uh, I, I need prayer concerning uh, uh, to have a confirmation uh, um, concerning something I believe God's called me to do. Um, you know, evangelism, outreach, that stuff uh, uh, at my local college. Okay, let me pray. Make sure it's God. Let me give you boldness. Father, give Corey boldness right now in Jesus' name. I pray you take the fear out of his life. I pray you take the uncertainty out of his life. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's hesitancy in you, Corey, and the Lord's going to deliver you from that hesitancy. You have this thought in your mind that you're not good enough and that you're not well prepared, but the Lord is going to set you free from that tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that you'd fill Corey with boldness. I pray you fill him, Father, with the power of your spirit spirit to cause his words to be bold to cause his testimony to be powerful in jesus name amen amen thank you mr palmer god bless you Corey. we have a renice is it renice yes how are you renice i'm blessed how are you i'm wonderful thank you for calling in tonight hi i just wanted to um tell you what the cross represents to me tell me it represents the love of Jesus, the grace of God, and eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. So that's what the cross really represents. Well, you have a revelation of it then. Amen. Amen. And I also want prayer as well. Um, my prayer is that um, that the Lord would just increase my gifts and talents and that I would just be that good and wise and faithful servant so that I could complete whatever work he wants me to do before I leave this earth and that that blessing would flow upon all of my children and grandchildren and anybody that the Lord gives me authority over. Well, praise God. You sound so full of joy, Renice. Let me pray and, and and declare the blessing of God. You Because, you know, Renice, you have a revelation of the cross. There's people I was just ministering. People stay bound because they yes. see the cross the way the world sees the cross. They see it as shameful. They see it as despised. They see it as cursed. Right. But what they don't see it as, it was God's means that Christ was, of course, cursed on the cross. But because of that, you enter into life. I'll be ministering that on next Amen. week. But you stepped into that revelation. And I'm just going to tell you this. 
I'll agree with you in prayer, but the blessing is already working in your life, and the power is already working in your life because of the revelation that you have of what Jesus did for you. But let me pray for you, okay? Father, thank you for my sister. Thank you for the power of God that's operating. Thank you for great grace that's upon her. Thank you for great mercy that's upon her. Great prosperity and peace. And I declare the peace that she possesses, Father. She's prayed and she wants this to be possessed by her children and her grandchildren. She wants it to be possessed by every person in her life. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this peace in her life would be transferred to her whole house and to her whole home. And that peace that you carry, Renice, is going to be literally transferred to people supernaturally. And you're going to start seeing your whole family walking in that peace. It's just, you don't have to, pre- you tell people about it, but you can't transfer that peace. The Holy Spirit does it. And you're going to start seeing people walking in the same peace and being governed by the same peace that you have in your life. And God says that it's going to start bringing forth in your family's life answered prayer lots of prayers have gone up and you're waiting for the answer to come down and i see the lord saying this is a season of rain which is represents answered prayer in your life thank you jesus hallelujah amen 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 god bless you thank you for calling tonight god bless you as well thank you be blessed bye-bye you too we're talking tonight about the power of the cross do you know the cross and what the cross represents in your life. We just had Renice call. It represents death unto life. If you're taking notes on the broadcast. Death unto life. We'll be ministering this topic the next couple of weeks. And I don't want you to miss it. I want you to stay tuned. I want you to stay uh, prepared. Because, listen, if you have sickness or disease or depression or anxiety... It all begins at the cross. You know, I heard this saying this week that it is easy to stand against something, but it's hard to stand for something. Many people can tell you what they're against, but they don't want to tell you what they're for. I'll tell you, the Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church, you tell people that come into your assembly, you're for the cross of Jesus. You're for the blood of Christ. That's where it begins, at the cross. We're going to go to break. I have a song tonight by a young man named Kellen Brooks. He just came out with his album. He worked very hard on it. And I want to encourage my listening audience to support my friend Kellen. His album, Free For All, I thought the song was fitting tonight because I was talking about the cross. I met him last night. I was preaching at Greater Than Dreams Church. And uh, he was talking about his album, Free For All. And I was led to share it with you. You can find Kellen on iTunes. Kellen Brooks, K-E-L-L-E-N, Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S. His music will bless your life. We'll play a track from his album as we go to break. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with a young evangelist, 20 years old, from Dayton, Ohio, Jordan Poland. His mouth is full of the Word of God. Don't miss it. Stay tuned, and we'll be back after this.
love that knows no emptiness, the love that fills the void, the love that's pure, the love that's kind, the love that gives you peace of mind. The love of Jesus Christ is free for all, free for all, free for all. The Christ is free for all. Redemption paid the debt I owed. His love has washed me white as snow. And the love of Jesus Christ is free for all. you've done, the love that always lends an ear, the love that wipes away my tears, the love of Jesus Christ is free for all, His love endures the test of time, His love will lead the way, His love constantly abides, His love back here on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. The love of Jesus Christ is free for all. If you're listening tonight, you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. You can talk to anybody that's received the love of Christ, and they'll tell you 
that the very first thing that they experienced when they surrendered all to Jesus was a cleansing, was a washing, was a purifying, not outwardly, but inwardly. I've heard people say, it felt like a weight was lifted off my chest. I've heard people say, I felt changed on the inside. I felt the warmth of His peace come over my life. Friend, you may not have it all together, but your starting point tonight is you lift your hands wherever you may be and you say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Change me. I'm sorry. All the dirt and filth that you have, that you've experienced, that dirtiness that you feel, I promise you, friend, it will change you. That's why we come on this broadcast, is that we want you to know and experience the love of Christ. We have a very powerful evangelist with us tonight. He's a young man, 20 years of age, from Dayton, Ohio. Jordan Poland, evangelist of God. Welcome to my broadcast tonight, Jordan. Are hey, you... great to be here. I appreciate it. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, where are you at? Are you in uh, Ohio right now? Yes, sir. Jordan, you know, I want to give you a proper introduction. I want to tell my audience that uh, this young man is 20 years old, but you're not too young to preach the gospel. And the reason I'm having him on my show, I was talking to him this week, and I was uh, getting ready for early flight, and I was up on Facebook surfing around, and I saw his videos, and uh, he was preaching, and he had such a purity and such an innocence about him, and he has such a, a miraculous anointing to his life, and he hits the streets with street witnessing. Correct, Jordan? Yes, sir. And I wanted him to come on the broadcast and share and let people know not just what happens in the pews, but how the cross and the blood is affecting people on the street. Jordan, first tell me a little bit about yourself. When did you start preaching? Um, you know, I actually actually started preaching um, around the age of 16. Um, you know, uh, born to a Christian home. You know, I've always had a had a relationship with God, you know, ever since I about the age of 10, uh, you know, gave my life to Christ, got filled with the Holy Ghost, um, you know, and just, uh, just gave Jesus my whole heart. But, you, um, you know, I'm, uh, you told me 20 so. years of age right now, mm -hmm. um, you know, and seeing God do mighty, mighty things, um, but before you get not into only that. in the church, but also in the streets, um, you know, as we go along tonight, I, I'll share a couple of testimonies, but, um, you know, just seeing, Seeing the you know the blood of Jesus wash away sin you know break the chains and break the shackles um you know tell me about this Jordan not that, to, uh, tell me about this Jordan you said something uh, that you got filled with the Holy Ghost you described that experience to me quickly in two minutes tell me what that was like for you tell the people what that is and tell me what happened to you uh well when I got filled with the Holy Ghost um, I was about the age of twelve um you know I went up, you know, and was just ready to, to receive uh, the Holy Ghost, amen, that fire that fell at Pentecost. And, um, you know, I, I just, I lifted my hands, and I began to speak in new tongues, you know, and the power of God filled me. The fire of God fell on my uh, on my life that night at a young age, you know, and um, that whole night after after I began to speak in that heavenly language, um, you know, it didn't stop. I was just at the altar praying in the Holy Ghost, and uh, what I didn't know, that I, I, uh, I encountered that, that fire of the Holy Ghost um, at a young age, and that's sort of what's carried me through to uh, where I am right now. You said something to me that touched my heart uh, very powerfully in a powerful way. Tell me about what your high school experience was like. You know, for people that have children in high school, you got filled with the Holy Ghost, and you're telling me your friends were out and you were at home praying. What was that like? Tell, me, tell the people about that, how you explain that to me. Um, well, you know, um, obviously in high school, most, most kids are sort of out doing, doing what everybody else does. But, um, you know, at a young age, 
Um, you know, when I was a junior, senior in high school, I really began to go after God. Um, and uh, while everyone was out having a good time on Friday night, so I'd be in my room, um, you know, for hours at a time, just uh, just going after God, you know, with sort of reckless abandonment um, and just, you know, seeking and just for everything he put inside of me, sort of paving the way um, for everything that he's put inside of me, the destiny, the plans that he has on my life. Um, you know, sort of, sort of paving the way in those times, um, and really seeing the fulfillment of it uh, right now. You know, in my life. Um, wow. You know. So you have a street ministry out on the streets. Right? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been on the streets ministering to people? How long have you been doing that for? Um, for about two years now. Okay, so I want you to share tonight um, some miracles that you saw. You know, you were telling me that uh, you had some ministry last week on the street that was very successful. Tell me, you told me about two cases of deliverance. Go ahead and uh, elaborate and tell the audience tonight what was going on. Um, yeah, I uh, this is about last Saturday. I, um, you know, was out on the streets, um, you know, and many times when I go out, you know, just like the, the apostles, We'll be walking out, you know, Peter, John, Paul, um, you know, they'd be encountering people who were in needs, people who uh, were possessed by devils, you know, different different cases. But um, as I was out last week, I um, encountered a man who uh, was in a walker. So, uh, you know, I told him, I said, well, we're going to pray, and God's going to set you free. So I began to pray over him, and, uh, you know, he, he almost, he was about to fall because the Holy Ghost was so... The power of God was hitting them in such a strong way, um, you know. So after we got done praying, I said, uh, "I said, well, no, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and see what God did." So at first, he took one one little a couple steps with his walker, and then all of a sudden, I see him grab the side of that walker and begin to walk without that walker. Wow. And, uh, you know, God God delivered him in a mighty mighty way. You know, the people <laughs> he was the there. People, he he, um, he was on the streets before you prayed for him. He was in a walker, and then you started praying for him. He picked that walker up and he started going. I mean, he just got out that yeah. walker. My God. Yeah, yeah. Right there on the street. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What then? What happened after that? Um. You know. Then another guy came up, and uh, you know began to tell me how he almost committed suicide um, a couple nights previous. And, um, you know, I told him, I told him that was a, uh, a spirit of suicide. Satan was trying to take his life. So, you know, we began to pray and I began to cast that, that spirit off his life. Amen. Mm-hmm. And God set him free. He began to manifest, uh, that devil began to manifest. And, you know, after we got them praying, he said, you know, when you were praying, those thoughts that I was having began to leave uh, my mind. And, you know, my I have a peace that overcame that I've never felt before. And uh, God set him free in a mighty, mighty way. He had thoughts of suicide that he said he was being cleansed from. Do you... Th- yeah, yeah, he was having thoughts of suicide. What do you... Talk, you know, you out there on the street where it happens. And I want to say to the people listening, if you have the Holy Ghost in your life, you should always be a living witness. This is where ministry happens, is on the street. It happens in the church, of course, but the church is the called out ones, it's the ecclesia, it's a coming together of believers to lift up the name of Jesus and worship God and share the word of the Lord and the testimony of Christ. But the real ministry happens day to day. And Jordan, uh, you're seeing casting out devils on the street, you're seeing sicknesses being healed. What do you tell someone that says, you know what, I want to operate in the power of God. How can I do that? What do you say to them? Well, you know, it's um, you know, it's a funny thing because if I 
if I told you a couple of years ago that, you know, I'd be seeing the things that I've seen, you know, I'd probably look at you and, you know, look at you in a funny way. But, um, you know, I, you know, not till about a year ago, I, I decided to believe God. Amen. And, you know, Acts 1-8 says you start to see power when the Holy hmm. Ghost is coming upon you. Come on. And at the end of that verse, it talks about being a witness, you know, and, uh, you know, so when I got that revelation of when when the Spirit of God, when I when I got that revelation that I have the same Spirit living inside of me that rose Jesus, wow. and then from the dead, um, you know, I got that revelation, amen, and, and I, I got that revelation. So, so you know, I take that revelation and I apply it because, you know, when I when I speak to that sickness, that demon, whatever it is, it's already defeated by the blood of Jesus, wow. you know, so it's already crushed, the devil's already crushed. So, you know, if, if you're a person out there that's wanting to experience uh, the miraculous, experience the power of God, you know, all I can say to you is let the fire of God hit your life, let, let the Holy Ghost, amen. Once you get filled with that fire, filled with that power, go out and be a witness because, you know, God, God's going God's gonna to do miraculous things through your life if you'll just dare to believe. You're, we're going to go and hit our legal ID. Let me pause for five seconds. WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD and online at WMUZ.com. Jordan, uh, you're talking about the witness of the Spirit, uh, and you're talking about the power of God. Tell me about your A lot of people have never even gone up to someone and followed the Spirit and ministered to somebody. First, tell me about your beginning. What was the first miracle you remember really seeing God do to you on the streets? Um, you know, the first the first miracle that I saw... Um, on the street, I began to, I actually, before I went into the inner city, I started, uh, around my local neighborhoods and, uh, uh, a woman was standing outside one day and I went up to her, you know, after she ever heard the gospel, you know, and what Christ did for her on Calvary, she began to tell me that, you know, she, she's heard the gospel. So I said, you know, I said, ma'am, do you need prayer for anything? She said, yeah, my knees, I have troubles with my knees. So I got down and commanded those knees to be made whole, commanded that pain to leave her body. She got healed. <laughs> then she ended up actually going inside and uh, getting her husband, who um, had had some disc and vertebrae messed up in his back. Uh, <laughs> he was actually having to call the ambulance um, about every other day and take him to the hospital because he had such excruciating pain. Um, so we prayed, and then he felt the power of God. The, he he felt little heat go through his back. Wow. Um, you know, he he got healed. And uh, I actually went and checked on him just the other day, and now he's back at work. Wow. You know, and God's, God's really changed his life, so it's powerful to see. People talk today, uh, and they let me know this. I go preach places, and they say, you know, there's people that are dealing with sick thoughts, suicidal thoughts. There's people listening tonight. They've called in the show before. They, they want to take their life. They're, 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 I heard one person, I'll never forget this, you know, Jordan, they told me, I deal with sick thoughts. My thoughts are sick. Uh, what is somebody that is dealing with that? What can they do? How do you, how do you, or if you, you meet somebody that's, you say, let's just say it like this, you meet somebody that has been tormented, let's just say vexed with these kind of thoughts, and you're trying to help them. How do you, how would you minister to somebody like that? Someone says a son that's vexation of mind or has a family member or friend that's vexed. What would you do to minister to that person? Um, well, you know, I would, uh, first off, you know, I'd tell them, tell them about, you know, I'd first begin to tell them about the gospel message, you know, and let them know that, uh, that, you know, whatever, whatever sickness, infirmity, spirit, whatever it may be that's, uh, that's oppressing them, that's bringing those thoughts, you know, that you bring those things into captivity. Um, you know, you speak, you begin to speak to blood and then that was spilled on Calvary. You begin to, you begin to, uh, profess the blood of Jesus, over whatever it may be, and then that devil 
has to be crushed by the blood. Um, you know, and when I when I talk with people, um, you know, that are oppressed by by demons, by spirits, many times, you know, I just look at that spirit. I look at that uh, devil that's behind it. I command it to come out, and it must it must come out. You know, it's uh, it, it's been defeated by the blood. So, um, you know, if, if you're someone out there who's dealing with dealing with um, spirits, dealing with things that um, feel like they're oppressing you. Uh, just begin to cry out, cry out to Jesus Christ. He will set you free, Amen. And begin to plead, plead the blood over your mind, over your life, um, and over those areas that seem like they're oppressed. Just, just let Jesus Christ cry out to Him. He will, He will set you free. You know, Scripture says, "He who the Son sets free is free indeed." Um, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So uh, when you begin to cry out and seek the Father, Amen. He'll He'll be sure to answer. He's talking tonight about demon powers, something that people don't like to talk about much in churches today. People don't like to deal with demon powers. I've ministered to people that are bound by devils. Jordan's ministered to people that are bound by devils. I want to talk about this issue right now because you don't see much of it today. And it's unfortunate that we're living in an era where there's so much demon activity and there's so many uh, congregations that refuse to talk about things like that. What he's saying in, in, in not so many words is that when he's praying for somebody that's bound with these kind of thoughts that number one he's spiritually inclined enough to recognize the source as a devil and as a demon and number two he is walking in a revelation of what Jesus Christ already accomplished on the cross and he all he simply has to do is Jordan tell me if I'm right you don't beg God, you just use the authority that he's given you, correct? Yeah, yeah. You simply use the authority. You say, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of this spirit. And that is usually what it takes to release somebody from bondage. Jordan, tell me another miracle that you've seen recently on the street, the one that just comes to mind. You know, you're talking about the one that happened at the bus stop. You're talking about the lady that had her knee problem. Because people, you know, I want to see an army of people in Detroit that they don't you don't have to twist their arm to go out on the street you know i tell people you don't have to twist people's arms to go minister the gospel just get them filled with the fire of god and get them out there and start seeing the miraculous power and that is enough to get them excited and do it on their own right yeah yeah definitely um one one miracle that uh comes to mind um i was walking uh down down past the library, and a uh, woman was walking past the crosswalk um, on the crosswalk, and she was she looked like she was in severe pain, um, you know. And when she came came over, I asked, you know, um, she ever heard the gospel. I began to testify of Jesus Christ to her, and uh, I asked her what exactly was wrong with her body, and um, she actually had some things wrong with her back, with nerve damage. She had a stroke, and um, she was actually having to. They were going to send her to a surgery that. Uh, to leave her unable to walk again. So, um, you know, we be, I began to pray, and uh, I, you know, I felt the Holy Ghost leading me to uh, put my hands straight on her head. And as I as I put my hands straight on her head, she uh, she sort of jumped. And uh, at first, I didn't know what was going on. Well, afterwards, <laughs> I asked her what she felt. And right when I put my hand on her head, she put a, a electricity bolt go wow. go down the side where the stroke came. And um, you know, after that, she she got up. And, I, and she began to walk, and she said, "You know, I haven't felt like this in so long." She wow. said, uh, "She said I, I can walk normal." And God, God touched her in a mighty, mighty way. <laughs> um, you know, so um, you know, many, many people um, today, you know, um, when they go out and minister, they 
you know, a lot of people like to bring tracks. There's, there's nothing wrong with tracks, but, um, you know, in the, the day and generation that we're living in, people need more than a track. They, they want to see the power. Than, than a, they, they, need, they need more than a Jesus loves you. What they need is the power of God being able to That's be right. demonstrated in the streets. You know, so um, so when I when I go out, you know, I don't bring a candy coat a message. Uh, I preach Christ and Him crucified, like Come Paul on. talked about, and I, and I and I know that the Jesus Christ that was inside of me is greater, uh, and, and has has the greater ability to destroy any work of the devil. So um, you know, it's all about having a revelation of who you serve. You know, um, and I mean, just mighty mighty things that God's doing um, in this in this day and hour. Talking to Jordan Poland from Dayton, Ohio, evangelist and preacher of the gospel, young minister, 20 years of age, just getting started. Jordan, what do you do in your prayer life, day to day? People want to know, what is this young man doing to keep the fire of God uh, not just alive in his life, but to increase it? What do you do in your prayer life? Um, actually, here here recently, um, I've, I've begun to fast hmm. um, all the way up to uh, dinner, so I don't, I don't eat. Um, all the way up to dinner, I don't eat lunch, I don't eat breakfast. Wow. Um, I get up, I stay concentrated in my word. But um, you know, the biggest thing I'll say when it comes to prayer, um, you know, is uh, is really, you know, a lot of people don't understand um, the the realms of prayer. You know, we're in a battle, we're in a spiritual battle. And um, you know, when I when I pray, my prayer life, a lot of times when I begin in my prayer, I begin to just pray in the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Uh, I begin to get my spirit man working. I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, and as I do, I feel I feel my inner man begin to be strengthened. And, hmm. and you know, Scripture talks about when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're you're uh, edifying yourself and you're speaking mysteries out. That's right. So uh, you know, I don't I don't know how this thing or this situation is going to be answered, but I pray in tongues, and <laughs> I begin to do that. I feel the Holy. I feel my spirit man begin to grow in depths and areas that I never felt before. Hallelujah. But, um, you know, I uh, my my prayer life. You know, I just. I go after God, um, you know, it's just, it's having a hunger to go after, go after God, go, living in His presence, living in His glory, because uh, if you're not in His presence and if, and if you're not in His glory and you're not carrying that, then, uh, then you're never going to be able to see victory um, in any realm of your life. So, um, you know, I've learned at a young age, if you want to see the power of God demonstrated through you and in your life, you've you got to be in a place of consecration. Consecration, protecting the anointing. Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of hands. And he's mentioned several keys in his what he just said. He's fasting. He's praying in the Holy Ghost. He's consecrated. That's a, a very thing that uh, Jesus did. He consecrated the Apostle Paul. There's evidences in his life where he consecrated. And all the other disciples, they spent time with God in the presence of God. Uh, Acts chapter 13 I believe it's 13, it says that they took notice that these men had been with Jesus. They had been in his presence. And Jordan carries that on his life. Jordan um, is a great preacher. Uh, And Jordan, you know, we have a few minutes left on the broadcast. Uh, What I want you to do is take, I want you to take one minute. Now I want you to be led of God. And I want you to pray for the people listening. Call out words of knowledge. Uh, you mentioned praying in the Holy Ghost. I believe every believer, this broadcast, believes every believer should pray in the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Spirit. I want you just to pray. Take one minute and pray for everybody that's listening. Call out what you see by the Spirit. And if not, don't feel you have to. Just be led of the Spirit as you pray. Go ahead and pray for the audience tonight, Jordan. Father, right now we uh, we come humbly uh, before your throne right now, Father Lord. 
I speak to every area, Father, yes, every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, every spirit, Father, every every demonic stronghold on yes, men Jesus. and women's lives right now, and I break it, and I break it, and I yes, curse Jesus. it, and I bind it back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, Lord, I'd ask that a, that yes. a fresh fire, that a fresh revelation, Father, that the fire of yes, God would fall, and, and every person listening right now, Father, that, that your fire would flow through airwaves, Father, that yes, your Father. fire would flow, Father, in men and women's lives right now, Father. And Lord, Lord I pray over over every, every back, Father, that needs healing, every spine that needs straightened, I command it to be made straight yes, in the name of Jesus. Father, every person that that suffers with the with the spirits of suicide, with spirits of depression, I break it in the name of Jesus. I claim it to be broken in Jesus' mighty name. Father, let your fire, let your healing fire, let your healing virtue flow in the name of Jesus, Father. And let your power, Father, Lord, Lord, impart a fire right now, Father. So let these men and women be a carriers, Father, of your gospel, of your fire, and of your power. And give them a fresh revelation of what you did on the cross of Calvary. And Jesus, I, I break every spirit, I break every yoke, I break every shackle in your mighty name. And I cover it and I break it by the blood of Jesus right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father, for curses and sicknesses being broken in Jesus' yes, mighty Jesus. name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you receive that tonight, you receive the touch from God, you may notice it after the broadcast. You will uh, write to me, info at chrispalmerministries.com. Uh, info at chrispalmerministries.com. Listen, if you want to get a hold of Jordan, Jordan, you're on Facebook, right? Yes, sir. Jordan's on Facebook. He's friends with me. Many of you that listen to me are friends with me on Facebook, Chris Palmer. Or you can look at uh, Jordan Poland. Jordan Poland, J-O-R-D-N Poland, P-O-L-A-N-D. Find him on Facebook. Send him an offering in the mail. Bless this young man of God's life. It's very important that you find people that are doing what God called them to do and that you contribute to them. He has a ministry. He runs it. He goes on the street. Some of you already, the Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart to contribute to this young man's ministry. I want you to go ahead and do that. Jordan, thank you for being on our broadcast. I know you said you're going to join us at some of the Believer's Journey services. We look forward to having you. Okay, buddy? I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. Oh, you too. And that does it for us tonight. Listen. Let me remind you, this Friday night, The Believer's Journey, it will be at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan, right across the street from the Imagine Theater. Let's put more people at The Believer's Journey than they do have in going to the show. Uh, so it's free event. Bring everybody. My book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, is available at Amazon.com. Just type my name, Chris Palmer, or... You can type in The Believer's Journey and you'll find it. I talk about everything from being born again to praying in the Holy Ghost to being filled with the Spirit to how to meditate the Word of God so that it comes alive in your life as well as everything from how to destroy uh, the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8, and how to overcome the schemes and strategies of the enemy. It'll take you from start to finish. And uh, this week also I'll be on uh, every night, Monday through Friday, 11 to 11.30. Tune in. You don't want to miss it. This Wednesday I'll also be with our very own Bob Duco. So God bless you. Friend, Jesus loves you. He believes in you. And he wants the very best for your life. Give your heart to him and ask the Spirit of God to work everything in you that belongs to you in Christ. We love you. Remember, you can find us on the web, www.chrispalmerministries.com. If you have a testimony, you can write info at chrispalmerministries.com. Or you can um, mail us, P.O. Box 403, Wall Lake, Michigan, 48390. We're a listener-supported broadcast, so we appreciate your financial giving, your contributions, 
If the transforming truth has been a blessing in your life, we ask that you consider praying for us as well as sowing financially, and God will give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I bless you. Go to your churches tomorrow and add your supply of the Spirit. God bless you. We love you. And I will see you next week, same time, 1215 a.m. I love you. God bless. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com. Or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chris Palmer Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light.